0: hello and welcome to the af mentors podcast this podcast is aims to help excellent coaches grow excellent businesses i'm not going to make this intro long if you're interested in mentoring head to afmentors.com if not enjoy this episode and welcome to the AF Mentors podcast. First of all, the amount of people that have, I didn't think anybody listened to this podcast, to be totally honest, apart from the people on AFM. I hate Did to you just it. think
1: it was me and you just repeatedly listening to it?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I like, <laughs> thought people on AFM would be listening and like maybe a few others, but I've had loads yeah. of times in that like Spotify. Wrapped thing. Yeah. So, Look at you well, go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, James is here. And for those anyway- of people- you thing you can't see this but he's wearing a christmas hat
1: i am it's a santa hat it's very velvety it's beautiful if you go to my instagram you'll be able to see me wearing it all the damn time at final push fitness shameless plug
0: i do think um what is your instagram by the way for those who don't know final
1: push fitness
0: there you go you can find
1: it
0: and very little
1: thought going into that branding i'll be honest with you
0: final push fitness mm, yeah I mean now that you break it down yeah. it's great much like now that I look back commit to six was a very bad name given that my yeah. whole boss is about doing things and maintaining the result actually commit yeah. to six one of the worst names you could have but hey we're here now and we learn from yeah. this and maybe yeah, absolutely and probably I not. think
1: sometimes people get a little bit um a bit caught up in the fine details of things and that's i like two years ago i was really in a hole about rebranding i was like the the name final push fitness doesn't define me like it's not it doesn't match my clientele no one's gonna thing is my name james kavanagh is in my tagline so if someone is looking for me they're going to search everlast gym cheltenham james kavanagh Mm. anyone else is going to come through a tag or they're going to see me on a tag on the explore page and i realized that i was actually sweating about something that really isn't going to affect my business as much as i might have worried it might so Uh,
0: i think people do think like overthink about names and about branding and about logos and about like color schemes and things like that and actually it's often procrastination from the things that you actually need Need to to do same with websites i've had so many conversations recently I was speaking to Tara about this actually on one of our calls and she was like I've saved so much money doing this mentorship by not getting sucked into paying 500 pounds for someone to do a logo and then three grand for someone to do my website and I was like it's not just that but you've saved a ton of time like Mm -hmm. the amount of time it takes someone to go back and forward to build the website to do the edits and it kind of made me think i get when you start so i'm certainly not saying all fancy websites are useful
1: but no and it's not like there's no point in thinking about branding either
0: yeah to an extent but i certainly wouldn't let you hold hold you back taking the first steps and when you're starting i think it's quite easy to think i need to invest in all this big fancy stuff and you, you absolutely do not but there will come a point and as an example of that like with the ec method we're thinking now about like what's the next step because actually what got us here won't get us where we want to be and we've done very well now that business has made over a million pounds from a free website like it's you don't need fancy stuff for that but then if you want to take the next step yeah what's going to make you the next million or like you know to really grow you probably do need to look a little bit more at branding at marketing at maybe like pushing ads or like I don't know. Make actually editing the podcast, like stuff like that. That's actually like fine tuning things that you'll do very well off just getting started and learning as you go and adapting as you go. And just nobody's coming to work with you because your website's fancy.
1: But I think also everyone gets a little bit sucked into the idea that that it's this invest in yourself mantra. And I think it's not just invest in yourself, it's invest smartly in yourself. If you're brand new and you're just starting out, a website isn't going to serve you particularly well. But what might serve you well is bulk buying. Like if you're a face to face PT, for example, is bulk buying water bottles and standing at the front of your gym. And every single person that comes through the door that you see hasn't got a water bottle, passing them a water bottle and saying hello. Like it's a really easy introduction.
0: your card on them.
1: your card on them and that's it's such an easy way to get your face in front of people without a huge overhead on it but that's a better method of kind of spending your income and investing in yourself and then outsourcing things that might take up a lot of time i know when we first started talking we talked about me hiring a cleaner to deal with the house because i'm particularly anal about how my house is now unfortunately that didn't work for me but when i find like the right cleaner i actually like it's gonna be worth
0: it <laughs> yeah one one day six months Emma, when i find the right cleaner
1: <laughs> look i tried it didn't work i ended up cleaning it again
0: oh god yeah i mean that I may have a small problem um but anyone who isn't that obsessive about cleaning their own house like yeah that will <laughs> work i think the water yeah. bottle like, idea. Yeah, so good, right? It's like thinking outside the box a little bit, like how can you stand out? Then it actually reminds me of when I was at uni, I don't know if you ever did this, but when I was at uni, there was always like guest lists for clubs, right, okay. and the pay was actually quite good, right? So if you got for every person that came in on your guest list, you'd get a pound, and then when you got over a hundred, it would double to two pounds per person. So you could make like, and as a student, nice. like hundred pounds yeah. a night. So me and my friend used to do this. And no one would, I think one of the problems with it, and from being like someone who had been told to go on guest list before, I was like, I never remember the person's name. So if you're like, I'm Emma, just tell them my name on the door. N- literally, no one will ever remember that. So we mm. used to give them Mauams, you know, the sweets.
1: Nice. And Very then the guest
0: was called Mauam, right? Because you're never going to forget that if you've just been given a sweet. Like, here's the sweet, the guest list is like the sweet's name. So again, yeah, say Mawam at the door. Yeah, exactly. And then also, it's not your name, so it's not, I don't know. There's, there's always, like, that element of it as well. But yeah, works really well. And it's, like, a little bit different and costs you nothing. Like, we just went to Poundland and bought a packet, a couple of packets, like, three quid, and then the return on that is, like, £200.
1: I mean, talking of face-to-face, there are so many really easy things you can do like that. I, we mentioned the Christmas hat mm-hmm. or the Santa hat that I'm wearing at the moment I'm not that big into Christmas, and I will happily tell anyone that. But I wear a Santa hat for the duration of December because the moment I walk in the gym and members see me with the Santa hat on, they smile. They know me as the PT who's got the Santa hat on. They bring it up in the changing rooms. They smile. It starts conversations. It's a way to start a positive interaction straight off the bat. In my spin classes, I used to arrive back when I used to teach spin. Can you imagine me teaching spin?
0: I was just thinking... No, not really, but...
1: Yeah, I, I was wild. Um, I used to go in 15 minutes early, set all the bikes to zero. So people had to adjust their bikes. So there was always that small bit of time at the start before a class. And people would then know that I would do that. So they'd turn up a little bit earlier so I could start having a conversation with them without the music on. But I'd also put a bottle of water and my business card on every bike. Now, some of those bottles of water didn't get taken. All of a sudden i have a smaller overhead for the next class mm. some people were like oh, i don't really want a bottle and i'm like okay that's fine i'll put it back in the box and you know, obviously this was pre covid where if someone touched something yeah you had to dunk it in like a bucket, bucket of acid before know. you could ever it's give it to right. someone else
0: yeah it is interesting like kind of yeah. back to the website stuff and and actually i think this is a really good point about where you're investing your money like things like that might seem I don't know, like not not a lot of people do little things like that, but it's actually such a smaller cost mm. than, I don't know, running Facebook ads or investing yeah. in a website that no one's going to look at. And it has like a direct return to it.
1: The return, though, is ridiculous. And I think people, if you're nervous walking the gym floor, this is the thing for you. Because if you're the kind of person that says, I don't want to go out and interact with their members, I feel really rude or feel embarrassed interrupting someone when they're mid-set do something stupid because if you can draw attention to yourself and get someone looking at you they've started the interaction not you you've literally taken the biggest part of your worry with this whole interaction is that you have to start the conversation that's one of the best things about social media in terms of entertaining people if you get people interacting with you you've broken down the barrier of cold dming for example which we all know how much you love that
0: absolutely love it yeah Yeah, i always think of it like this is probably one of the only shows i've ever watched but um vampire diaries (gasps) oh yes yeah and you have to be invited in if you're a vampire right it's kind of like that it's like actually if there's been a bit of interaction it's like you've been invited in so it's not a cold dm anymore and people might say oh but you're still getting people to dm people. Yes do you still need to have conversations with people? Yes. I did. I said it wouldn't be like fringy and to the point that like you're trying to contact people that have no interest in what you're doing, but do you still need to reach out to people? Do you still need to break down those barriers? Like, hell yeah, you're going to be the, have to be the person that takes the first step a lot of the time. Yeah. And I've got really big into recently giving in public selling in private. Cause I just think like those sales posts don't work. Like if I put a post, it's like easy methods open. Like, Probably the worst performing post I've ever done. Now, mm. I would definitely say things like that on my story, but what's much better than that and what's actually been working really well is I put a little bit up about what I'm doing over the next 30 days. DM me 2023 if you also want to start next year in your best shape and the amount of DMs I've got from that. And then you sell in private, so you don't have to sell, you know, and it's a nicer sale because you're having a conversation with someone, you're giving them value. And they all, you already know that they want what you have. They want to start 2023 in, in the best shape they can. It's an easy sell.
1: I think that really leads on nicely to when people talk about you being expensive. And this is the proverbial you, not you personally. The easiest response you can give to that is why you're still here. Not in an aggressive way, but if someone's going, oh, well, you know, so-and-so is cheaper than you or you know i could get this somewhere else for cheaper well can i ask why you're not doing that Mm. why why are you having a conversation with me what is it about me and my service that has you sat in front of me because you're here for a reason and in the same way you're having that conversation in your inbox for a reason it's possibly the easiest way to move around that because then they start to see the value in you
0: yeah and it's not cheaper if it doesn't get results like that's the point it's like same with mentorship as well it's like yeah you'll find someone that's cheaper but it's not Mm -hmm. and this is almost more direct because when you invest in a mentorship you'd fully expect to be making more money off the back of that now there'll be other stuff that goes on as well but like realistically the whole point is we help you make your business help more people make more money Mm -hmm. and and when it comes to like slightly different with fitness but like is it more realistically is it more expensive to pay 50 quid for a generic program that doesn't get you results or pay 200 pounds for a program that does like how many generic 50 quid programs are you going to buy and waste money on until you finally think about investing in the the more expensive one and it's the same like do it once do it right or you pay cheap you pay twice kind of thing but with mentorship even more so because it's like actually you'll have a direct financial return not just like result of fat loss or whatever it is that you're looking for in a coaching term
1: yeah i think we have to look at the 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 ability to compare business coaching with coaching because a lot of people who are listening to this a lot of people who are part of afm are already brilliant coaches and not a single one of them would say you'll definitely hit x amount of weight loss or you'll definitely hit x y or z within the next three six months but what they would probably say is i can guarantee you a significant improvement in your life Mm -hmm. now whether that is fat loss whether that is lower stress whether that's strength whether that's not being out of breath i had a conversation with someone that i worked with yesterday and they said that their relationship had improved they said that their ability to play with their kids had improved They said they felt like a better role model for their children. And they said none of that was really to do with the weight they lost. It was to do with how they were. And in the same manner, when you look at business coaching, I had a conversation with someone at the weekend who said they were less stressed. They were giving themselves more time. They were making a decision to go to therapy. Now, that isn't financial return, but that's changed that person's life, you know? Because they can now manage their business without feeling overwhelmed all the damn time. They can take an evening off without feeling that guilt of, I should be doing more, I should be doing more, I should be doing more. And that in turn is going to make them a better coach, which is then going to lead to financial returns.
0: Yeah, I think that's the point. It's not always direct. And what I found quite interesting recently from speaking to a couple of clients is even, and I mean like fitness clients here. Hmm. They've actually got a financial return from it as well. Like it's because I noticed a couple of people yeah. were like, oh, I got, you know, I went for this job and I got it and I got a huge pay rise. And then there was another girl who left and then two days later messaged me saying she'd got a pay rise so she was coming back. And I was like, wow, like, and she's like, I would have never gone for that job had I not been confident enough because of the work that we've done together. So I'm like, as much as you didn't come with like you came with the goal of fat loss actually the impact is so much greater and often similar with business coaching but I think the point that you made that was really that I think is important to hammer home is often I get the question of like I know you can't tell me how much more I'll earn but like can you tell me how you much yeah yeah <laughs> I know you can't tell me exactly how long fat loss will take but how long will it take and you're like hmm. I still can't tell you but you, the same as what you'd say to them like it, this will work if you put the work in if you put the effort in signing up is not enough so when people are like yeah. oh I can sign up like will i get these results i don't know are you going to put in the work are you going to show up to calls prepared are you going to take some initiative are you going to put stuff in front of me so that i have actual time like i don't want to direct this to anyone but anyone who's working through one-to-one if you put stuff in that shared folder five minutes before our call i can't look at it If you do it 24 hours before our call, I will absolutely make time to sit down, to look at it, to properly go through your website, to do a social media review, to do whatever you need me to do. But I run my calls basically back to back. Like my days are busy. There's no way that I'm looking at something. If you put it in like a couple of minutes before the call, I can't prep for it then. And then if I'm not prepping for a call, it's not as good a call. Right. So you need to put in the time and you need to come being like, this is, you know, like I want to get the most out of this call. And the, the coaches that are doing the best are the ones that are like, yeah, I filled this in. Like here's, here's a, like I opened their folder and there's a shit ton of stuff for me to look through. They're yeah. the ones that are doing the best because they're the ones that are getting the most out of the mentorship. And it you will get a completely different experience depending on what you put in. Now put this in a coaching context because it's what everybody knows most.
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: clients that take the time to do the check-in properly, to give you proper feedback, to assess how their week went, how much better coaching service do they get compared to the clients that are like did you hit your steps this week yes how was your training fine blah blah like if you get one word answers there's not much that you can do with coaching same with business if you don't give me enough if you don't like assess what's going on what you think might be going well if you don't come to me with questions you won't get half as much so it's a two-way thing like you'll get as much as what you put in in coaching. i think a lot
1: of this i think a lot of this can be almost reduced to how much they're willing to invest into themselves in terms of time and energy and we put this very clearly when we're working with people who want to change something about their physicality we say there's a reason you're not doing this I don't know what it is currently but let's find out together and it's the same with coaching you know if if someone's saying I really have been trying to do my website for weeks and weeks and I I just can't get past that barrier okay let's have a conversation about what you're worried about is it that you want something to be perfect in which case i want you to put up the worst website you can possibly design like i want you to purposefully make it crap and there's a good chance that in doing so someone will actually put a website up because they don't have to care about it and their goal for that week is to do something imperfectly and we all know how imperfect action will yield much better results than perfect inaction it's kind of a keen phrase around here
0: it is yeah and And i think the amazing thing about online and websites as well you can edit it Mm -hmm. if you put it up and you decide you want to change it just change it like it's not the same as i guess even with the way that we kind of help people build their websites and stuff like you can all change it it's not hard whereas actually there was a bigger barrier before when it was like everyone had to have a wordpress site which had a expert run it and if you wanted to change anything it would take about three weeks to do and cost you whatever their hourly rate is and not be exactly how you wanted it anyway like here it's like oh you decide you want to change something cool let's just change it now
1: this is where we see a lot of people struggling with websites they've bought you might spend two grand on a designer to buy your website for you or to, to design your website sorry not buy I'm hoping that your website designer isn't buying the website off someone else.
0: Well They're actually,
1: yeah, let's let's not.
0: The thing is, like so much of this, and and what I realized from I don't know, like going and looking inside WordPress a little bit, like a lot of it is just like a template that they've sort of added on, right? Mm. And it probably like I remember having this guy and I'd have to pay him to like, I don't know, like change a font or change a color or something. It would take absolutely ages. And then I realized like how quick that is to do and how simple yeah. it is to do and the fact that literally nobody cares about my website yeah well you live people right. want
1: to see you not your website your, your website is just a channel to like bring people who are either on the fence or want to find out how to work with you and if you don't have about you and how to work with you on your website then you should all be logging into your websites right now and just putting a little button saying apply here
0: yeah
1: doesn't have to be complicated
0: and make that application as short as possible because it's people's attention spans are so short the one thing i will say about websites i don't want to sound like they don't matter at all like i think if you're an in-person pt and you were say googling like James in the area that you live like it mm-hmm. it is useful for SEO to for you to come up higher up in that but most of the coaches that we work with people are coming from their social media platform so they're not like people aren't googling them they're following them on Instagram and then they want to know a little bit more so you know they're coming from a link in bio which is very different than someone googling your name and looking for you but that's just something to consider as well that like, there are uses to go to delving a little bit deeper, but for most people, it's pretty irrelevant.
1: I'd also say, if you're an in person PT, particularly if you're working in a commercial gym, focus on the people you have in front of you.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah.
1: I think it's an, I have always stood by it's an absolute waste of time spending a ton of hours on your social media, on your website. If you're an on-person pt working in a commercial gym that has two three thousand members and you're struggling to get clients you don't want to be bringing them in from outside yeah you know that video of you curling is not going to bring someone to your business whereas your social media having an array of value that you can put out that you can send someone you meet on the gym floor that's really useful because that's again it's another conversation opener if, if someone is talking to you about something in particular oh i've got a post about that can i just add you on social media and you can see it drop them a dm it's great to meet you today let me know if you need any more help
0: yeah just- and i think what really helps is like coming back to the water bottle thing or just something like that because like you say when you're quite nervous on the gym 4, it can't like it is intimidating for anyone to just start a conversation with someone you yep. No reason. Whereas if you're like, hey, I'm just giving out water bottles on the gym floor, like there's, you know, there's a reason for you to say, like, hey, do you want a free water bottle? I'm giving them out today. That's an easier start to a conversation than, hi, I'm Emma. I'm a personal trainer. Just wondering if you need any help. And they're like, no, leave me alone. And you're like, okay, then. Have a nice day anyway.
1: <laughs> that, thanks. Is good. And you will still get people who look at you a little bit weird. I remember I, went around last year with a stocking full of chocolate that was less than hundred calories. Oh, cool. And I was going around, Oh, does anyone want to refuel after their workout? And I literally went machine to machine, to machine, to machine. And even though people had seen me coming, I'd been doing it for about 10 minutes. Someone still turned around and looked at me like I was dirt and that will happen. But the worst that is going to happen is it's slightly awkward for five seconds. And believe it or not, you'll get over it you are uncomfortable the for five time, seconds
0: the more times that happens the better that you get at it
1: yeah for sure and
0: You just realize that it doesn't matter and I'm literally it's not that embarrassing because you're in the gym doing your job probably with your uniform on like I clearly work here yeah
1: and also this is very much relatable to the website as well this is not the only opportunity you will have to talk to that person. It is not the only opportunity they will have to gain an impression of you. And it's also not the only person you're gonna chat to. You're thinking way too narrow in your your timescale. And it's the same with your website in saying, you can go back and edit it later. Because if you think that your snapshot of you right now has to be the perfect thing, you're stuck, you're paralyzed. You can change things, you can adapt, you can develop. And all of that is absolutely fine and And i think pts are very gone
0: just thinking of ideas like this time of year to get into conversations with people and i know that the other thing is the gym floor is often dead in december Mm -hmm. so maybe thinking about what would your advice be to pts a in december when things are a bit dead and then b in january when things are rammed but realistically well actually it's not even true but like let's say you just want to make sure that you're Present on the gym floor in December, sorry, in January when there's like that many people there?
1: I'm really sorry. I just had a call that went on my phone and oh. it took over the audio. And so you were just chatting away.
0: Oh, okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> I okay.
1: didn't know whether it was safe to speak. I think if I'm right, let me just double check. Ideas for interacting with people when the gym floor's dead.
0: Yes. And then maybe even like going into January when we know it's going to be busy
1: okay don't look to sell in january look to sell in february build relationships in january everyone's walking into the gym in january thinking they know exactly what they're doing february is the time when they realize they don't that's more the time that they're going to be coming to you and if you've spent january being the friendliest the most wonderful person they've interacted with in that gym you are the first person they move to in february 100 percent don't go into January thinking, oh, I'm going to get loads and loads of leads and I'm just going to be, like, flapping around in a big pile of money because it ain't happening. The people who yep. join you in January are less likely to be with you in March. The people who join you in February will be with you for the rest of the year if you play your cards right.
0: Mm-hmm. I 100%. think the same is true online. A lot of people are like, oh, January's going to be so, so busy. And most people have no money left after Christmas, haven't been paid yet. Do want to start a fitness plan, but they think that they've got the motivation to do it on their own. And sometimes, you know, they do for January, and then come February, they're like, "I could do with a bit of support here," or "I've been putting in a lot of effort. They think that it's in the right place," or they've been paid and they're ready to kind of take the next step, kind of thing. Um, or they've been to the gym; and they're like, "It's a bit intimidating. I think I need to know exactly what I should be doing with my time here." So I think in person and online, I tend to find that February is busier than January.
1: And that might well be a self-fulfilling prophecy from the both of us, because we both expect that. And maybe if you go into the gym with well, a... Well,
0: saying that, I do launches in January. So it's not like I'm I'm making it something, not... as in not advertising, not bother opening up, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, yeah, I still push for a January launch. So, and and I think normally it is February that...
1: Most people get involved. Mm. So... Again, this goes for December as well, because all right, the gym floor might be quiet, but I don't think I've ever walked into the gym and found it empty. Mm. I remember having a conversation with Nick and Aunt one day, and they were talking. I've never
0: heard anyone say Nick and Aunt.
1: Oh, always Aunt and Nick.
0: Always, yeah. Well, I,
1: I mean, Aunt, Nick, if you're listening, Nick, Aunt, whichever way round you'd like it, drop me a DM. Yeah. If you both remember me being a massive pain in both of your backsides about four years ago.
0: They do remember you. I swear to, you, I swear to them about your on <laughs> <week. laughs>
1: Um They were talking about the gym being dead in, January, in December. And they said, would any of you consider 20 clients a dead business? And everyone was saying, well, no. And they said, OK, if you've got 20 members on the gym floor, why are you sat in the staff room bitching about how dead it is? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you're going to convert every single member that comes through the door. But if you're doing the woe is me thing during December, in January, you're in trouble. And I understand that things are hard during December, but I would be utilizing that time to create deeper relationships with the members that are in the gym, if you're a face-to-face PT, and prepping yourself for January and making sure that everything is ready to go. Because in January, you should be Not busy with clients, but you should be busy with making relationships. So prep yourself and look more long term. Stop thinking this month is hard, next month is hard. This week is busy, next week is slow. Start thinking, how is my year going to look? Because if you're thinking short term, that's a really easy way to get stuck in a rut. Your months will bleed into the other and you will end up same time next year having not really grown yourself a great deal anyway that's I mean that's my two cents on it
0: I think no, get I do, proactive yeah and, and I think if it is you know like every every closed opportunity is also another opportunity right like so let's say it is really dead in your gym in, in December and realistically, like you know there is the other side of that is that the consistent members that do come in December often don't want personal trainers fine like let's say you don't want to work the gym floor during that time you're going to save that more for January there is so much you can always be doing on your business whether you're like do you know what at this point I'm gonna make sure I study for two hours a day I'm gonna do an online course or I'm gonna like see if I can shadow a personal trainer who's better than me at I don't know the weightlifting side of stuff or the technique side of stuff or I'm gonna focus on like a different element of my business or I'm going to grow the online side or I'm going to redo my website I'm going to stock up some social media posts like there is so much you can always be doing but it's just utilizing that time effectively if things aren't as busy as what you expected
1: so whilst you've been saying that I've just thought of a couple of things you could be utilizing the quiet time in the gym for You're going to have a quieter space, which means you're going to have less people in the background of your videos. So now would be a perfect time to do some content recording exercise demonstrations. I would possibly look at if you have some bits of kit that are a little bit less utilized and you know how to use them really well. Do an exercise demonstration, upload it to YouTube, put a QR code on the machine. Sidebar, tag your social media in it and just or even put a social media post up on about about it. And make that QR code link to your social media. Because then anyone who's new in January is going to look at that. And you could spend December doing that to every bit of kit in your gym. And all of a sudden, every single person in that gym is going to have made contact with you at some point. Hey, look, you didn't have to have the awkward conversations. You didn't have to break down any barriers. It was a completely passive way to introduce new people to your business. Simple, really simple ideas like that. Get yourself set and take advantage of
0: it. Yeah. Even things like I'm going to run a free drop in service, you know, when things are busier in January, like free drop in service Monday nights. I'll show you like whatever. If you're worried about anything in the gym, like come talk to me. I'm going to be in this area between mm. or and or, you know, whatever, maybe peak time five and seven or something.
1: Or, well, you know, yeah. when you want to work.
0: Yeah. All that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Come and talk to me come and like if you have any questions if you if you want to be shown any of the equipment like just and then just be there and just even in your own diary like block that time out of I'm just going to walk around the gym and try and help some people with a smile I
1: think that with a smiley face is so important
0: so important
1: and you can you can pull whatever face you like during your own training by all means but the moment your uniform goes on the moment you're wearing what you would wear to sorry to pt every person you make eye contact with better get greeted with a smile or a nod or some acknowledgement or a wave because they are more scared than you they're not big hairy spiders that you should be running away from
0: i would say and i know this is hard because some people take their training very seriously and i guess it's a little bit easier for me now because I don't massively but like whenever I'm in the gym like I'm happy I'm smiling it is my happy place like I'm normally training with my flatmate like we have a bit of a laugh I get approached all the time even though I'm not a personal trainer in there about personal training and I'm like oh this girl is actually a personal trainer in here like I'll introduce you to her but the reason for that is because I look happy smiling approachable it is a bit harder if you're in there running away, lifting heavy weights, got your headphones on, like, kind of angry in the zone, which I get for some people is how they like to train, and I'm not saying that's right or wrong. James has his hand up, which is, I like, is absolutely fine. Will that negatively impact your business? Yeah, probably a little bit. Like, probably it's your,
1: it is your job, and it's your responsibility to counter that with everything you do on the flip side of that, if you want more face-to-face clients and you're not looking for a bodybuilding clientele, if you're looking for a bodybuilding clientele of of, a a full diary of people who are going to want to train like you do to the same level of intensity, great, but consider your environment. Is that where you're going to find them? Are Are you actually matching up who you want to be with your actions and with what you're actually trying to do? If you're in a commercial gym and you want a lot of people who will just follow the macros that you set them and find new ways to train as hard as they possibly can until they're throwing up into the nearest bin you're probably not listening to afm to be fair but secondly is a commercial gym the right space for you because there are going to be very few people that do that
0: yeah or train somewhere else yeah like i used to do that not not because i was an angry trainer but because i can really (laughs) imagine
1: you like raging on pre-workout yeah just getting I, sniffing stuff so-
0: I just spent so much time in that gym already and I wanted to be approachable all the time That it meant that when I was trying to train in there people would be like hey like trying to chat to me and I'd be like oh god like I, I literally have 40 minutes to work out I did not want to be rude to this person because people remember that if you're just like yeah hi but I'm putting my headphones back in so I just trained somewhere else and then when I was in the gym I was always Happy to speak to people. I was always happy to give my time. And when I wasn't in the gym, like when I was training myself, like then I wouldn't really speak to people in that gym unless I wanted to.
1: I make a bit of a joke. I will record my training and I'll put it on social media with the caption that it's hilarious watching my gym faces because I get so grunty about it and I get so err. And then the people who can actually see my personality on my social media or the people who run into me in the gym find it really funny to see the contrast of who I am when they talk to me versus who I am when I'm training and it's often quite a funny joke between my clients and they'll start tagging me in their posts and they'll say something like trying to replicate at Final Push Fitness's gym faces and it just becomes a way to break down those barriers and it makes them train harder as well which I enjoy because obviously if I do that kind of training I probably enjoy coaching it as well but it's not my it's not my sole purpose yeah you know actually exposing people to it and realizing that a lot of people who don't who train to that intensity aren't the horrible meatheads that you assume they are is a really it's a really interesting responsibility and everyone who's listening to this who does train that hard you have that responsibility too anytime you're called a meathead and you don't like it anytime anyone has a negative perception of a bodybuilder you are responsible for that perception as much as the next person.
0: Yeah, I remember sitting on a leg press once and this massive man came over to me and I was thinking, oh, Matt, he's going to be like, how many sets have you got left? Like, get up, yeah. like, whatever. Like, oh, well, why are you... I'm pretty sure I was probably playing on my phone standard. He'd probably be like, why, why are you... have you got your phone out? I need to be training. And he was like, oh... I'm Glenn. Is is your name Emma? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, Oh, I follow you on social media, I really like your stuff. But like honestly, this is like stereotypical, bold, has like loads of tattoos, huge guy, like six foot two or something, like massive, like lats. He's one of my best mates now. But shout out, he looks like like you know, your stereotypical yeah. bodybuilder. He would spend his whole day in the gym helping people for free. If if like if someone was like, I'm new to the gym, I don't know what I'm doing. He would literally go so far out of his way. He's not a personal trainer or anything, but he just is the nicest guy you'll ever meet with a heart of gold and has time for everybody. But again, you would think by looking at him, that's not the perception. And genuinely, if he was a personal trainer trying to pick up clients, like you say, that would be something you'd have to work against and almost, I guess, be the way that he is, that is like so polar opposite to the perception that people might have of him. That it does work, and actually it's almost very endearing because you get such a different experience when you actually get to know him,
1: yeah hundred percent a hundred percent, I think it's that small bit of effort that just takes you so far small effort, huge return, like everything else, but it, just like with weight loss and just like with fat loss, people don't see the value in the small things, they want the magic pill, they want the if i do this i will get this massive return we're not going to get that you have to focus on the simple stuff just like with fat loss just like with any kind of fitness goal you're focusing on let's get a bit more veg let's get a bit more water let's get a bit more protein let's move three four times a week maybe get your average movement up in between oh but what about eating grass from my aunt petunia's moon-facing garden is that going to sort my problems out in the next three weeks? No, for heaven's sake.
0: But I mean, it's the same with business, right? People are like, but what about Facebook ads? But what about this fancy website? But what about SEO and keywords and like blah blah blah? I'm like, if you want to build a big in-person business, try smiling at more people, Gen- like that. Just that. That will grow your business in itself. To speak to more people in person,
1: even if, if you're worrying. If you're worrying about how many times you posted to social media this week, and you're an in-person trainer and you can't ask, answer the question, when was the last time you spoke to a member in your gym that wasn't a client, stop looking at your social media.
0: Yeah, and it's the thing is, I think a lot of the time it's insecurity and it's hiding behind social media because it's easier mm. to turn up on social media, not for everyone, but for most people. Yeah. Especially, I would say, young, like of my generation and below, it's actually become, which is probably quite scary, Easier to show up on social media than it is to show up in real life. And what's interesting working with, I guess, different generations in the fitness world is that, like, the slightly older generation who are actually phenomenal in person struggle to show up on social media. Oh, I feel really awkward speaking to camera. Then you've got other people that, like, oh, I speak to camera all day long, but ask me to speak to a person in real life. I don't know. And strike up a conversation with them. No, I couldn't do that. It's interesting, like, the the yeah the different there
1: is a huge range but both have strategies just like with fitness journeys there are multiple strategies for multiple people and this is why you need a coach to tailor that approach to you to help you build the foundations to catapult you into more financial success than you ever thought you actually could achieve i genuinely never thought financially i'd be in the position that i am today Being a coach, I remember
0: people still don't know, especially online, what Mm. you can. Like it's almost limitless what you can do. But it's
1: also, it it comes with this dichotomy of if you're earning a lot, you must be unethical. Yeah. And I know that's very much why you created AFM. And it's why I joined AFM in the first place to work with you because it was pulling the idea of ethics and money apart because you're not money grabbing this isn't about how quick can we get you to a 10k month this is about how can we make you realize your potential
0: oh couldn't I put it better myself and it is interesting there is that notion and often that probably is Founded in the fact that a lot of the time that is true that people that make the most money are doing so in unethical ways or gets <laughs> people in the door and then not giving them the service because they're so focused on the marketing and on the selling that they actually don't care about the coaching almost the opposite is true with people on AFM which is why I need you know like I need to sway them back towards you still need to sell you're a freaking phenomenal coach now so your attention's amazing I have no issues with that but it's normally like but we need more people to see that you're a phenomenal coach and to get to experience that. And that's where you're holding yourself back.
1: So if that's you listening to this podcast, you should be signing up to AFM to work with us because we are here
0: for that reason. Exactly. Right. We will round up there. Um, If anyone has any questions for us, find us on at AF Mentors on Instagram or afmentals.com and you can book a call in and have a chat with me and see if I'm the right person to help you. Genuinely, one of the reasons, (laughs) or James, one of the reasons (laughs) that we have these conversations is, or these chats beforehand is A, I will not take you on if I don't think I can help you. And I'm more than happy to refer you to someone else or give you a little bit of free advice to get you going if I don't think that you're at the stage that we can kind of push forward yet. And B, to make sure that you're with the right person sometimes I think James is a far better fit especially if you're trying to grow an in-person business and see just to make sure that we're like that we get on that I know that mentorship will be useful to you and that you can get to know me like me trust me a little bit and I think that's one of the key barriers with mentoring because so many people have been burnt in the past like you will be working with us there isn't like oh you've signed up now here's a big group of a thousand people and we're never going to speak to you again we're a tight knit community. Everyone that's here isn't tied into a contract. They're here because they want to be here. People can leave when they want to leave. Like they're here cause they see value and they want to stay. And that's why the community is so, so good.
1: And they have worked with us and they have interacted with us and actually had conversations. Someone who booked one of these calls with me actually walked out of the call with more clarity and they decided they wanted to do mentoring later on. And we discussed that and decided it was the best option for them. So, this isn't a pressure call. This isn't a sales call. This isn't us saying, So, when you're signing up, do you need to talk to your partner about this big financial investment? Why don't you get them on the phone now so that you can put the payment down?
0: Yeah, why it's do you none just of that. Get a credit card?
1: Just get a credit card and put your entire life savings I think on. I this is irrelevant. Yeah. It's about what works well for you and how we can actually make a difference
0: agreed and we also both have you know 10 plus years each in the fitness industry there is no way that i would put my reputation online now for you know a couple of hundred quid like it it would make no sense to me so bear that in mind as well okay thank you so much for your time james
1: thank you for having me as always
0: that's all